Just a quick one before we start the podcast to say a huge thank you to the new alien goddess Super Foral Eau de Parfum by Mugler for supporting the podcast today. Alien Goddess Super Foral Eau de Parfum is part of Mugler's iconic alien fragrance franchise. The new scent is beautiful. Think green cactus notes, a heady hit of jasmine and layers of long lasting florals. It's as wearable as it is enduring. A few mists of this one and you'll be reeling in the compliments all day. Hello and welcome to this episode of Beauty Life Lessons from Grazia with me, Annie Vischer. Today's guest is social media sensation, brand founder, author and podcast host, Alex Light. Catch her hosting Should I Delete That with M. Clarkson wherever you get your podcasts. In this episode, Alex discusses keeping things simple in the skincare department. If you keep it basic, but hydrating and SPF, obviously, but if you stick to the basics, I think you're good. Spotlights her bathroom cabinet essentials. You know, I mean, I'm always a fan of a retinol. If your skin can take it. And recalls the moment she realized she got a spray tan really, really wrong. She did a third layer and I knew, I just knew straight away, I knew like, this is really bad. I know this is really bad. So thank you so much for joining me today, Alex. I cannot wait to get into yeah. all your top beauty tips. And I know you have loads because you used to be in this industry. Well, you are in this industry, but you used to be a me, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. I was, yeah, beauty journalist. Oh my God, I actually miss it so much. Do you? I do. I miss it so much. It was just, I mean, I still get to like learn about new products and new developments in the beauty world, but not to the same extent. And I just miss that because I love beauty. I just love beauty so much. Like nothing about it is boring to me and it never was. So, so yeah, I definitely had a, like a bit of a change in a, a bit of a, career direction change um but yeah I do I do miss the like solely beauty side of things for sure oh amazing well you get to submerge yourself in it totally today so excellent (laughs) and um these next couple of months are quite exciting for you right you've got a book launch in the way tell me about that I have yeah my book you're not before picture is coming out in paperback which is really exciting that it's so cool I can't believe it um and I yeah I, I love the cover of it as well. It's so nice. So yeah, like last year was a bit of a whirlwind with um, the actual book coming out. And I'm not, I'm just glad now that it's more, it's even more accessible to people um, because it's a, it's a, it's, I think of it as like a body image Bible, like the book that I the book that is like filled with all the stuff that I would have needed back when I was struggling with my body image and struggling with eating and and my weight. I'm excited for more people to get their hands on it. And it did so well. It was received so well, wasn't it? Did What was the reception like um, for you? I'm sure you got a, a gazillion DMs about it. I was so scared, honestly. I was so scared because it's like you put so much into it and you're so vulnerable. And like the first part of it was just my story, but like no holds barred I really told everything in kind of it, it was kind of like graphic detail that I was a bit afterwards like did I say too much is this triggering did I go too far with this all um but actually it just resonated with so many people and I think it just you know it's not it's not the uh it's not going to be the silver silver bullet to like suddenly make you wake up one day and just love your body but I think what it did hopefully is just sow the seed for a lot of people that actually we don't need to live like this we don't need to live 
seeing ourselves as a before picture and not allowing ourselves to actually live our lives fully until we lose weight and we look like that after picture, that arbitrary after picture that we've got in our minds. So that's, I, I think that's what it did for, for a lot of people, which is just means everything to me because that's exactly what I wanted from it. So I'm very, I was very pleased. <laughs> Oh, huge congratulations. And we shall now dive into your categories because I'm sure you've got so many lessons to teach us. So first of all, talk to me about either your top makeup tip or perhaps your top learning, you know, from all your years going to launches and seeing all these makeup artists um, when it comes to makeup. I think for me, the... I feel like this is a bit of a boring answer, but I think the thing for me is to not be too prescriptive with makeup because I think I was seeing a lot of makeup artists do makeup and I was trying to copy, you know, action for action, what they were doing. And it kind of really wasn't working on me and, or I just didn't like the way it looked on me. Um, so I think, what I learned was to experiment and like use those little things that you pick up from I know, YouTube videos or like TikTok videos, but use them and experiment with them in your own way and kind of like explore them. And it doesn't have to be prescriptive and that makeup is just fun. And like, it's like, to me, it's the funnest thing in the world. Like getting half an hour to just do my makeup is like heaven bliss. I put a podcast on, I like immerse myself in these products and I think just really just having fun and exploring it and not being worried about it looking a certain way. I think that, I think that was really, that was really cool for me. And that kind of, because I was, I was watching, I was watching these people, like these amazing experts do makeup and I was trying it on myself and being like, just doesn't look the same and I don't get it. What's going on? And then ultimately I realized I don't have the same face. You know, I've got completely different features and also I'm not a makeup artist and I don't have to be, I don't have to be like an expert in this. I'm not trained. but having fun and just being, and and for me, that means like being a little bit messy and it's no, it's never looking perfect with me. And, but like, I'm okay with that because that just, that, that kind of is how I do my makeup. And I, I like that. It's such a great tip. And I was actually talking about this with somebody the other day that obviously there's so many incredible makeup artists in, in the industry and they are artists and chemists and everything in between. And their skill is that they can look at a face that they've never seen before and know what to do with it. But what we have is years upon years. I mean, I have like over two decades of looking at my own face and working out what makeup I like and what, because it is about what you like. It's not always about what, you know, a a makeup artist might be given a brief for a shoot. um, And in that case, the model has no say, but if you're doing well, for example, if you're doing makeup for a wedding day, half of that job is sitting down and listening to what that person can tell you about their face and what you can do with it. So when you're doing your makeup on an everyday basis, like you said, it's not prescriptive. It's all about what you like or what you know sits well in your skin and lasts um, and makes you feel good. And so it's never a copy and paste situation. Right. There's been so many trends that I've tried to like shoehorn my, my own face into, you know, like an example is highlighter. Like I've always tried to use highlighter and I've never liked the way it looks on my face. I just don't like it. But for years I tried because I was seeing it everywhere and it looked so good on other people. So I was like, it's gotta, it's gotta work for me somehow. And actually 
now it's just something that doesn't feature in my makeup bag at all because I just don't, I don't, I just don't like it on me. I love it on other people, but it just doesn't work for me on my face. And I think that's, that's okay. Things like that are right there. It's okay to realize and just like do your own thing. Absolutely. So what will we always find in your makeup bag? It cosmetic superhero mascara is my ultimate favorite mascara. I also, I, I loved Lash Freak by Urban Decay. I thought that was absolute magic, but it's been discontinued. I love a cream bronzer. I really love a cream bronzer. And actually one of my favorites is um, Pearl. I don't know if you've heard of Pearl Beauty. I haven't. It's making my que- me question my um, credentials no, it, now. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's this, um, it's a, a gorgeous influencer called Elle Pearl. She's so lovely. She's Canadian, but she lives in Ireland with her family. And uh, she's got a, a small brand called Pearl Beauty and it's just absolutely stunning. The cream bronzer is incredible. I, I'm actually just looking through my makeup bag as we speak. No, I know we're getting some good as- ASMR from this. I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I do like a bit of blush and I'm going to be super basic here and say that Rare Beauty is like one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's a thing for everyone, but it's so good. Although a little goes a very, oh very long way. One of those things will last you about two years, I swear. Literally. But I see girls on TikTok putting three dots on their cheeks. I'm like, how? I use half a dot, Max. Yeah. It's so yeah. pigmented. So yeah, I love I love Rare Beauty Blush. Um, but f- for me, it's like mascara, eyes and mascara. And, I, and do you know, it's funny. I don't even, re- I don't really like lipstick that much. I don't really use it at all. I just, I kind of prefer a natural lip. Like I'll put a little bit of something on and like a little bit of, a little bit of a pinky, a pinky shade, but something that's not too far from my own lip color. I, for some reason, I'm just not a lipstick girly. I don't know. I, and I see people wearing these bold red lips and I think they look incredible, but um, it's just not something that works on me. I'm exactly the same. I feel like I'm wearing somebody else's shoes if I've got a bold red lip on. Right. <laughs> totally. And it's the sort of thing that people will compliment you on because I think it's a very British thing to see something out of the ordinary on something and say you love it straight away even if you don't yeah that's so true (laughs) (laughs) such a good point yes I don't I never feel yeah for me it's like I I love a bit of lip liner and a balm um, or something sheer but beyond that Mm. I've kind of like you with um, highlighter I've kind of walked away from it I know and I and I, sometimes I'm sad because I look at all the beautiful lipsticks that exist in the world and yeah. they're so stunning and I'm so attracted to them but actually putting them on my own face just just doesn't work I'm with you I'm with you and talk to me about skincare what what's your top skincare tip um and you know Give me a little detail about your go-to routine. Okay. So I went through, I've gone through so many phases of using like 10 products in the morning, 10 products in the evening. And I've really, I've actually knackered my face. I've really irritated my face just through sheer amount of active ingredients as well that I've been using. And I I think we all kind of went through this phase about five years ago, didn't we? When skincare really exploded and all of these 10-step routines sort of came out and we felt like we had to do that too. And I used to do microneedling at home, like on my own face. I know, I really went for it. Um, And my face didn't like it. It was irritated, it was inflamed and it was angry and red. And I've since calmed down and I've really streamlined my routine. And 
I think that's been so much better for me, so much better for my skin and so much better for my time as well and money because who has the time to apply all these different skin and, you know, let, let one sit for a minute and then apply another one and, and the amount of cost that goes into that as well. Um, so I've, my, my routine is now super streamlined. I use a, I say super, like, I guess for people who aren't like into skincare, they'll be like, oh, it's actually still a lot, but I use a vitamin C in the morning, a hyaluronic acid and an SPF in the morning. And then in the evening, I do, I do a first cleanser with CeraVe hydrating cleanser, my favorite, all-time favorite, love it. And then I use the Garnier micellar water afterwards, like pick up any, any remnants. I, I actually use Skin and Me, which I really, really like. I don't know if you've ever tried it. Yeah, I really rate it. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. So so you have to like fill in a like an online consultation and send pictures of your skin and then like these it's like a team of experts that then uh formulate your your um your tube of skincare. Uh, so mine has like tretinoin in, niacinamide and what's something else it has in? One more thing it has in, I can't remember. There's three things. And after that I just put on a moisturizer. So okay, it actually sounds like it actually no, sounds like quite a lot, but <laughs> there's nothing fluffy in there. It's all functioning and nothing's doing anything too harsh either. So it totally makes sense that you've scaled it back and you're right. Um, you know, when we were doing these rounds of events together and going to launches, it was all about seven step, ten step skincare routines and working in essence in under your serum and then finishing with an oil and things like this. And uh, you know, there was a real joy about it. And I think there is a place for that, you know, if you've got a free evening and you just want to touch your skin and massage it and really condition it. But I, yeah, I'm the same. I think fell into the trap of kind of layering all those things on and then you're kind of slicked up to the max and you're kind of not sure you've got so many ingredients in there. You don't know whether one's working against another and things like that. So or if anything's like something isn't being as absorbed, but it's it's hard because we uh, there's there's all these new ingredients that are coming out that is you know good for your skin. You've got like it's like peptides and niacinamide and hyaluronic, and it just it feels like you have to add all of them into your skin. But I think I don't think you do. I think if you just keep it, if you keep it basic but hydrating and you know I mean I'm always a fan of a retinol um, if your skin can take it. Uh, but I think if you, and, and SBF obviously, but if you stick to the basics, I think you're good. Yeah. And I do think if you're keen to try, you know, a new wonder serum, but you're happy with your routine, there's, you can skin cycle. I, I talked to a pro at launch. She was talking about this new serum and I thought, God, this sounds amazing, but I really like my routine. And how do you work the, this do it all serum into a routine where you've got quite a granular vitamin C, hyaluronic acid moisturizer routine? And he said, it's a really good question. What I do is I skin cycle. So every two days I do that routine with the hyaluronic acid and vitamin C. And then one, one day I'll just do that serum. But then it's like the makeup thing. It's like finding what works for you. And if you're, it's not a copy and paste situation. And if your skin's reacting to something that, you know, lots of influencers are lauding, it's just not for you. So don't power through because everybody else is saying it's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's oh, that's so interesting about skin cycling. It's something I've never done, and has seemed very complicated to me. But if it works for you, great. Yeah. So you do you. 
Exactly. I also love uh, Estee Lauder Advanced Night Repair. That's like one of my favorite. Yeah, that's a real fail safe. Um, and the, I just, it's the smell for me as well. Same. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's so like nostalgic somehow. Years ago, there was a lot of talk around fragrance in skincare and like how it was really irritating for sensitive skin and just not good for your skin. It's like not necessarily a helpful addition. And I was like, I never want any fragrance in my skincare. Everything has to be like a hundred percent scent free. And I've changed my mind on that now. And there's a... I'm annoyed that it's not with me and I can't remember the name of this Estee Lauder moisturizer that I use as my last step. It's it's in the blue, it's in like a navy blue pot with the gold top. And I just I, quite, I feel like it might be like synchro something. I can do a live Google. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I've only got it's my an- daytime skincare up <laughs> It's a night one, right? Yes, it? it's night. Yeah, so revitalize. Estee Lauder Night Revitalizing Supreme Plus Intensive Restorative Night Cream. No wonder you couldn't remember the name. <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> but that, that's my last step and it smells so good. Like it just, it makes me feel happy when it goes on. And now I'm like, I, that, that for me, that fragrance is, is worth it. It's absolutely worth it. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad we're all dipping into fragrance a tiny bit again. And we'll be back with the second part of Beauty Life Lessons in just a second. I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you to the new Alien Goddess Superfloral Eau de Parfum by Mugler, who is supporting the podcast today. Alien reached cult classic status for a reason, and this new floral edition is no exception. Its cocktail of cactus, jasmine, and everlasting floral notes will lift your mood and boost your confidence in one. Never underestimate the power of scent. And now talk to me about hair and your top hair tips. Oh my God. I mean, I feel like a fraud for answering this one because I am so bad with hair. Styling my hair is something, is a skill that has evaded me my entire life and continues to, for some reason, I don't know if it's like a spatial thing or like a coordinated thing, but I am not good at styling my hair. I also have really, really fine hair as well. Um, So it doesn't, it doesn't really hold much style. Um, so I do feel like a little bit of a fraud, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to show you the one tool that I am is my fail safe tool that makes my hair look good no matter what. And that's the GHD curve. Do you have the same? I have the exact same. It's just out of reach. No, it's not. No, it's not. (laughs) There we go. go. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) It is the one. There we go. <laughs> and it's for for um, the listeners who obviously can't see. It's the, so it's the GHD curve, and it's the one that's like tapered. And I've used. I think I've had this for about six years now, and it's just magic. I love it. I will always go back to it. And then I went through a phase of thinking, oh, it's not cool to tongue your hair anymore. Like that's really millennial. I need to go Gen Z and like use the Dyson and get loads of fluff on my hair. But I've I've given that up and I've come back to it. Um, cause I do, I actually have the shark flex, uh, styler, which actually I really, really do rate. And I do like, it's just, my hair just won't hold the style the way that it does with the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. That gives you real staying power. And also I think the amazing thing about that tongue is that, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love it when hairstylists do my hair with the kind of 
perfectly round barrel tongs in the clip and then they pin curl it. But I can't work a clip when I'm tonging. I just nope. need... Nope. <laughs> I just need to wrap it round, hold it for a few seconds and then go. Yeah. The clip, the clip adds an extra layer of confusion that I don't need in my life when it comes to styling my hair. <laughs> I totally agree. No, no, I love that we use exactly the same one. And again, like you, I've been using that for years. Years. Yeah. Um, and then other stuff is I love, I actually, I love the GHD. Is it the air? It's not the air, is it? You know, this one that came in the different colours guys i'm gonna do a live google again oh helios it's the helios helios that's it um i love the ghd helios but i can't use it on the highest heat setting because it does it does damage my hair at that point um and that's that's a tip that i have that has really helped my hair is to always have it on medium heat setting um and to not this one kills me because i love a really hot shower but not to wash in really really hot i could i could shower in like scalding temperatures so I really have to dial that back which is sad but that's helped my hair as well for sure and nioxin I started using nioxin the the sandalore uh, anti-hair loss serum I don't know if you've seen it I've heard really Um, good things about that it's been amazing for me I've been using it since September last year uh since you got married (laughs) I just remembered (laughs) burned in your Um, diary (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I've been using it since then. And the difference I've been using the holes, like I've been using the the system five kit since then. And it's transformed my hair. My hair has never looked thicker and healthier. And I, 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 because of my eating disorder, I went through, I mean, my hair has really suffered for a really, really long time. And at one point it was just so thin that I couldn't really do much with it. And I was so I was so conscious of it, really conscious. And now, and this won't seem like a big deal to you because you've got lots of lovely thick hair, but I now I'm able to use, uh, to, to wear my hair in a ponytail, which I couldn't for the longest time. I felt I couldn't for the longest time because I just felt like there was nothing there. And I felt like it kind of looked pitiful. So I'd only wear a button and now I'm wearing a ponytail, which just feels like a really cool milestone for me. And I do put that down to, well, obviously improved nutrition for sure. Like after my eating disorder, my hair did improve, but Nioxin has just given it like that extra oomph. So I am forever grateful to them. That's so interesting. And I have heard great things about that Nioxin range. Um, and so the system, how, what's that made up of? A, pre, a, a pre-shower treatment, which I don't use because I'm lazy. I just use the, the shampoo, the conditioner and a hair mask in between. And then the anti-hair loss serum. I initially started with the whole thing, using the whole thing, but I was like, it's unrealistic for me. I'm just going to like pare it down to the basics, which are those four things. And I've never tried, you know, like vitamins, like the Viscal or anything. I mean, I've kind of tried them for like a couple of weeks and then given up because I'm impatient. And if I can't see results instantly, I'm just like, oh, I can't be bothered. So I've actually never tried, I've never given anything like that a really good go. I don't know if you have and you've seen a difference, but people do swear by it. I, yeah, people do swear by it. I'm similar to you though, and I really hate swallowing pills. So it's a quality of life thing for me. <laughs> yeah, forget it. Forget it. It's not worth it. <laughs> I can do powders. I'm good with powders. But if I'm forcing myself to swallow a big pill every day, then that, that you know, never say never. I might really, really commit. Okay, but not now. But not right. Not this year. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> And then on to nails, not unrelated when we're talking about supplements and things, but what are your top nail tips? No pun intended. 
<laughs> yeah, I like that. I enjoy that. Um, I am going through a thing with my nails at the moment, right? Because for the, I think for the past, I want to say like, I want to say like eight years, I have had a gel. I have had gel and po- uh, gel polish every two to three weeks for the past eight years. Yeah. And, and I wish I didn't feel like this because I don't feel like this for other people, but for myself, I feel like when my nails aren't done or aren't done properly, like I don't feel like put together something about having a, uh, having my nails done for me and done well, it just makes me feel like it's like the final step and I feel put together and like ready to go out and conquer the world. And I love it. I just love looking down at like a color. Um, so yeah, so I just did, I did that for the longest time. And I remember when I, when I worked at Hello Magazine, which is where I worked as a beauty journalist and I interviewed people about the effects of the the lamps, you know, the gel lamps, on our skin. And it seemed at that point there were, there wasn't any science around any kind of damaging effects. So I was just like, that was my green light and I just kept doing it. And and now there, there seems to be like a, some science coming out around that, you know, the, the, um, detrimental effects of using those UV, UV lamps. So I started doing my nails myself with just normal nail polish. And I've used, I've used quite a few different brands. Yep. I've used a few different brands and most of them chip straight away, despite what they claim. Apart from one, I've discovered like the one that lasts better than any, which is the OPI Nature Strong. Um, so I used the Nature Strong color. This is Let Nature Take Its Quartz, which is like a pale pink color, really cute. And then I use the top coat as well. And they they last for about they last for about a good week. And that's me doing them not very well because I'm also not good at doing my nails. Um so yeah. I mean I do I do miss my gel manicures, I really do, but it's a good journey to go through, I think, when yeah, when you're I mean, it's, I do find it so impressive and aspirational that you were doing it so regularly. Cause for me as well, that way you get the professional removal and avoid the damage to your nails. Cause I'm a serial picker. Once one goes, they're all gone. Yeah. Which is why it's not great for me. So I don't do it as often as that, but, um, but yeah, I, and then to go from that to sort of your own, I guess, manicure, journey and rediscovering those at-home polishers. And it's incredibly useful for us that you've done all the legwork for us and tried out all those brands and come up with one that you're like, this is the one, guys. <laughs> it definitely lasts the longest. And also I've realized that I really enjoy, I really enjoy applying it in front of the TV. You know, it's not easy. It's not fun when you're in a rush or you, you're going to have to do something straight after and you know, you're, you're going to be like, crap my nails are still wet but if you've got time and you're sitting in front of the tv and you've got a chilled evening it's actually really relaxing and quite like a a therapeutic process which I've only just discovered so I'm really I'm really pleased with that actually yeah I imagine it's very mindful and it's not often that you come across um a really sort of doable activity that forces you to slow down and take your time and you know because you have to wait for it to dry in between and to not rush through it and not have it immediately yeah I, I know which also kind of pains me because I'm impatient I don't think I wait as long as I, sh- as I should do but yeah it's definitely like a therapeutic like little self-care moment yes and your nails look fab so it's clearly doing the job <laughs> and then onto your final category I'm excited to talk about this one self-tanning talk me through self-tanning in your top self-tanning tips and the products you love. Okay. I think of myself as a, as a, as a self-tan queen. 
not because I'm good at it, but because I've done it for so long and I've tried so much and I've been through a lot. I've been through a lot with myself tanning. I, and this will make you laugh. There was one point, uh, a few years ago where I did a spray tan every two weeks for a period of about six months. <laughs> wow. I mean, what? I know it's so intense and like what, I mean, what a way to spend your money, money that I did not have. Um, but I love a spray tan. Absolutely love a spray tan. I don't love the feeling of it afterwards. I hate waiting for it to dry. And I hate being sticky, but knowing that you've just got a nice consistent deep glow that you don't have to touch for a while is great. Um, but I don't really do, um, spray tans anymore. I just apply my own uh, tan and I do it probably every, every three days, every four days. I do it a lot. I do it quite a lot. Um, and I cycle through different tanning products, but a few of my favorites are, I love the Isle of Paradise tanning water is fab in dark. Um, which sounds rogue because as you can tell, I'm extremely light skinned, but I just, I feel like the dark works best for me. Um, and I love the Saint-Tropez, uh, whipped mousse. I do prefer having a guide color. I just think it works better for me and is less anxiety inducing. I always kind of panic with the water. I'm like, I don't actually know what's, what's touched my skin and what hasn't touched my skin. So, and the mitt and Oh, the Isle of Paradise, uh, brush, so that has been a game changer for my hands. I, I apply a Vino moisturizing cream to the knuckles um, and to my elbows and my knees and, and, and ankles and whatever. What's left on my mitt at the end of the application, I just I, I put across my hands and then I use the brush afterwards and it's been fail safe. And this is coming from someone who has just like messed up their hands for years and years and years. I've never had good tan hands ever until this brush. So that's been remarkable for me. They are the hardest thing to do to the point that, you know, for years I avoided doing them and just looked like I'd been wearing gloves in the sun for ages. <laughs> but And then somebody else told me the important thing to do is do hold your hand like a like a claw when you're yeah. um, kind of buffing the, it with the brush so that you expose those little crinkles in your knuckles and you you kind of buff it in rather than the product collecting or missing it. I agree that that's such that it's the hardest part of your body to tan. And I guess one of the reasons that, you know, spray tans are so helpful because they kind of, you've got somebody instructing you, telling you to and put your hand like this, please, and do this. Yeah. But I think once you're right, the brush is the game changer and just being able to buff around your ankles and your knees and behind your knees and, you know, even the um, around your armpit, that's another area for me, around your armpit. Yeah. Oh you've God, got it down. Yeah. I know, I know. It's really good. Also, Bear by Vogue is really good as well. It's a really good um, affordable tanning range. I really like that as well. I really like that. And in fact, the face mist, I, my skin's quite reactive on my face and there's only like a handful of products tanning wise that I can use on it. And the Bear by Vogue face mist is one of those ones. And I, I squirt it, like three pumps into the lid um, and then use a foundation brush to apply it. And that works for me. Oh, nice. That's a really good tip. I tell you something I've never got gotten on with um, are tanning drops. That's, they've never, and I know that they've been like all the rage and people really swear by them, but they've never really worked for me. I think I don't like the, it feels like I have less control with those than I do with a, with a, with a normal, uh, 
self-tan. So I've never really used those, but I know that people really do love them. So what do you use on your face? I use whatever I'm using on my body. Same. Yeah. You're so lucky. So your skin just doesn't mind that. No, not at all. I don't have sensitive skin, so I'm I'm lucky lucky. that I can just use it. Yeah. Oh, the world is your oyster. (laughs) 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 Oh, well, thank you so much. We've gone through all your categories and I feel like I've learned so much already. We do have one final note and it's a lighthearted one that we we always finish on. um, Talking about your biggest beauty blunder to date. Do you have one in mind? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Speaking about tanning, I once had a spray tan and the, I I was struggling to find someone to do it. And I ended up finding this woman who came to, to my house. It was like a mobile one. Um, and she was so lovely. She was so nice. Um, but it was her first time, it turns out doing a, doing a client outside of her, um, like outside, outside of her house. Um, but I was like, it's fine. Like whatever, no problem. And she plugged her kit in and started with the machine. And at some point I realized that it was kind of spraying and then it was not spraying anymore. So I said, like, I I don't know if the machine is working properly. And she checked it and she was like, Oh yeah, no, you're right. Actually. Like some, sometimes it's not coming out. It must be blocked or something. I'll just go again. So she did another layer. And I was like, again, I I don't think it's, I don't think it's working. It's only coming out on some parts of my body. And she was like, Oh, I just don't really know what to do, but I'll just do it again. (laughs) Stupidly. I was just like, okay. And also stupidly. Right. So she didn't put any barrier cream on my hands. And I, no, I need barrier cream on my hands, right? I know that. We know that. And for some reason, because I'm too pathetically British, I didn't say anything. Can I just let it happen? Anyway, she did a third layer and I knew, I just knew straight away. I knew like, this is really bad. I know this is really bad. And she left and I, you know, paid her and I gave her a tip because <laughs> again, British. And I woke, I, I, the, the next day it was, it was m- my hands were, I'm not kidding you about eight shades darker than the rest of my body. And I had a wedding to go to that weekend and everyone kept saying to me, and I put makeup on my hands. I tried to, I tried to, um, like conceal the, the very, very deep tan. And people kept saying to me, Oh my God, your hands. <laughs> all weekend, your hands, your hands. I was like, Oh my God. I was literally walking around with my hands behind my back at some point. It was, it, it was not good. It was not oh good. God. Huge it's fail. giving me, it's giving me Ross from friends vibes. It is. It is. That's exactly what it was. It's just these like two hands. Not good. Oh not no. Good. And it wasn't your fault either. <laughs> oh, so awful. <laughs> I know, oh, I'm bad, glad you came times. through it, came out Thank the other you. end, and that's probably why you stopped doing spray tans, no? Uh, yeah, 100%. I was like, I'm done. No, I'm done. I'm going to take this into my own hands. I think that's that's better. Take back the control. Oh, well, you gave me a giggle anyway, um, and you survived it, as we always do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me, Alex. It's been an absolute treat. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thank you so much. I've loved talking about beauty. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beauty Life Lessons from Grazia with me, Annie Vischer. Please keep listening for more episodes and listen back to previous episodes for some amazing guests sharing their top beauty tips. And don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. It really does make the difference to people finding us. See you next time.
And a final thank you to the new alien goddess Superfural, Erde Parfum by Mugler. Whether you've always been a fan of Mugler's iconic alien franchise or you're totally new to the brand, make sure you check out the new alien goddess Superfural, Erde Parfum by Mugler. It's a fresh new take on Mugler's alien franchise and its vibrant medley of cactus, jasmine and floral notes will have you at hello. <laughs> 